0: It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut.
1: Gut Talks.
0: Hi, I'm Nina Schacht. And I'm
1: Jane Shake, And you're listening to Gut Talks. Double T.
0: -T. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria, and welcome to season three of Gut Talks. Double -T T, a podcast about business, design, and gut feelings. We release a new episode every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And this is the new twist of Season 3. I started got Talks a couple of years ago to educate, spread some karma on the board, connect, reconnect, or learn from awesome entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors. I feel we're growing by the day, thanks to your feedback and everyone who's been on the show. By the way, there are no sponsors but a like, a share, a comment, and hitting the subscribe button would mean a lot. Now let's get started. This segment with Nina Schacht and Jane Sheikh is an interesting one. Both researchers and facilitators with a wealth of experience who don't necessarily work together, but having them together on this podcast was proven to be a great idea. And we had an inspiring and delightful conversation. So if you know or don't know about research, check it out. It's definitely worth it. We talk about their day-to-day work as researchers. We discuss language to the role of research, their approach and stories. A jam-packed segment. Enjoy. I'm looking forward to this episode with new Nina Schacht and Jane Sheik. I just like to try to pronounce different names like last week I had like Jacob from Denmark so that was also trying to figure out how to pronounce the name that not big new it's nuances more than anything so I'm looking forward to this because you're both in the research space so we're gonna deep dive into that you both have a background in psychology you're both into theater and that's how we met actually using theater for service design so we met in person so that was nice and I was um, just intrigued and interested in your profiles like both of you and it just so happened that you're both in Berlin. And I thought, you know what, let me ask you two to be together on the podcast. So this is like completely unscripted. We don't know exactly what we're going to talk about, but we know that it's going to be about research, why it's important, who is it important for, things like that. But we're going to go through stories because you have lots of interesting stories that you shared when we met. So let's get into it. But before, I want to get started a bit just to get to know you a bit more, even though we've seen each other in like ridiculous situations, trying to do (laughs) stuff like acting like, right? But I mean, I don't know who wants to go first, but I want to ask about who were you as a kid, a teenager growing up? What is it that got you to where you are today? And don't take this as a very like, in terms of like extremely deep levels of, you know, understanding, but are there moments that you can recall that you reflect on today that make you think, okay, I I was that kind of kid. I did this and now it's all making sense. That's a tough one. Jane, do you want to start? Yeah, I
2: can actually, because it's something that I have often thought about because when we might come to later, the job that Nina and I both do is something that a lot of people kind of end up accidentally. Mm -hmm. So you think back, how did that happen and why do I enjoy my work so much? And um I think I was I was the oldest of uh, four children. So uh, and my mom was the kind of person who was very unpredictable, and to put it this way. There was um, yeah. Uh and I, I think I learned very, very early on how to read people. I think it was something that I had to learn, that I learned as a kid. And when maybe I ha- I don't know whether it's something that you're kind of um you're born with to a certain extent, or whether your socialization kind of throws you into situations where it's good, you know, it's a good survival strategy to be able to read other people and to read the room. Uh, so it's kind of something that always has been part of my 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 life. I, I think I was aware of it quite early. And then another thing that has always bothered me, I can really remember some moments, I have a very strong memory of being about 13, 14, waiting in the country. We lived in the country. We moved to the country when I was 12. So I was like dislocated from the capital city of Scotland. To the middle of nowhere um, and I remember standing waiting for the school bus and having an argument with the other girl that was standing waiting with me and I remember just thinking so, how did we get here what can you study to figure this out why do people always end up fighting why do people never understand each other you know why is this all this human stuff so hard and I also also have a very very strong sense of justice. And also, I think connected to, I'm going to finish this the last sentence, why I ended up in the business I'm in now. I also have this really strong urge to explain myself all the time. I always feel you have to, you know, and I always, and I also felt that we were often being unjust to one another because what I, even as a child, I really, really hated it when somebody said, you did that because, or you did that to annoy me, or why did you do this? Or why did somebody do that? Well, of course she did that. She's that kind of person. And I always felt no, that cannot be the truth of the matter. That people mix up what I learned later in my in my in my studies were states and traits. Uh, but I always felt that there was such a lot of injustice around putting pointing fingers, putting people in boxes, saying you only did that because. And I was really aware that it that it must be more complex.
0: Thank you for that. Just so you know, I started asking this question on like during season three and I find it uh, always fascinating just to get to know people more and because lots of things you were saying I can relate to because I overthink. One of the things that made made me realize that I tend to overthink is when I see a mosquito or a dog, I wonder what's the point of your life? You know what I mean? (laughs) So, (laughs) So Nina. (laughs) i leave it to you. <too.
1: laughs> yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the club of overthinkers. I think I'm an overthinker as well. I think my story was rather, oh, let's put it that way. As Jane puts it, I think everyone I know who's working in our industry, it's coincidence. No one ever, you know, like planned to go into that direction. And I always, I don't know, I was always the child that I think was the diplomatic Person bringing persons together, I don't can't find the right word words right now, and I've been standing in front of groups quite early, you know it's just like okay, i don't know, stop fighting or hey, we want to reach this goal, why don't we do it this and that way so i not in the sense of a leader but rather in the sense of being the facilitator kind of of groups, and I guess that's what I'm still doing nowadays, so I think that's how my loop. Um, closes from how I how I started, where I came from, and what I'm doing today.
0: Thank you for that. And, and I like also the fact that you mentioned, so thinking about it, you realize that lots of people in the industry or in that space actually got pushed or uh, propelled into that area, kind of by mistake. You're saying <laughs> before we delve like deeper, I know that could last for three hours, like, but what is user research? Like in a nutshell. <laughs> Who wants to attempt? I don't know
2: itself. if
1: we know.
0: <laughs> don't know if we have the answer. It's um, one of those things where you can give different answers for one question, right?
1: Like, yeah, and I think just also as a background, actually Jane and I we were initially coming from market research. And I don't know whether you follow the discussions. However, there are unfortunately big discussions going out there. What is the difference between market research, user research? Is it the same? Is it similar? Where is the overlap? And I think there are whole conferences about that. So it's... Let's put it that way. I have a very strong opinion on it. However, I tend to fight with people. <laughs>
0: go for it. Go for it. I know you have user research <laughs> slash market research. Sometimes I just put in the same bucket and sometimes. Yes. yes. Completely different. Uh, so, so yeah, let's go for it. We, we want strong opinions.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is I like to cross out the first word, you know, being a UX market researcher, whatsoever. I always say I'm a researcher, meaning I'm following Standards, I'm following methods, I'm yeah trying to maintain quality, and for me, let's put it that way, the only difference between user research and market research is the item or the thing I'm studying. However, what I'm doing for me doesn't really make the difference. So user research for me is rather about studying the digital product, whereas market research is rather studying the physical product. And yes, there are big arguments going on like, okay, but uh, market research doesn't it rather also feed into um, what physical products, um, but also into a different point in the life cycle of a, of a product? Whereas user research quite often is rather seen as in the beginning development and market research also goes strongly into a product is already alive. We do have a campaign out there. We're talking about marketing and all these kind of things. And that's something that user research actually doesn't cover. But for me, it's a question of, hey, I'm using the same methods. I'm just jumping in at different points into the life cycle of a product, being a digital or physical.
0: And Jane, I mean, this podcast is uh, audio, but also we do lots of video snippets. We're going to be doing more now so I could see your head like my
2: body language <laughs> exactly
0: so uh I'm gonna be putting this as video because I just loved it how <laughs> you're just like moving and like okay what's going on her mind yeah
2: well I well, I, totally, I totally agree with everything uh, Nina said and, and it is I think it's a it's a discussion that is totally superfluous you mm-hmm. know trying to decide because same as Nuna said I, I consider myself a researcher and maybe my past into and through research, I've been doing this for decades, honestly, decades, was a different one than people who today call themselves UX researcher. But I think I'm not sure. I've I've got really bored of the conversation. And um, at the end of the day, Where people, our jobs are to understand people, other human beings. I mean, I haven't, unfortunately, not had the opportunity to do research yet with many animals, but it may happen. So our job is to understand the human condition, which sounds really big, but of course, depending on what what our customers need. I mean, I always say that my job is to help my customers understand their customers better, full stop. And I think a user researcher or a UX researcher would also sign that. So, uh, and we're also using the same methods. And um, I think what what uh, when Nina made is a distinction between digital and physical products. That's where I felt uncomfortable because as I was working when I started in, in whatever you want to call it, we used to call it market research. Then we called it insights. Then we called it consumer research. Then some people called it marketing research. And then suddenly it was like there was this whole new. You know, a uh, group uh, that was kind of growing in parallel. They called themselves user researchers. But back in when the, fir- the first agency that I worked with, we were doing a lot of testing in the digital sphere because it was you know we were like how does this medium work what's this www thing how can we change you know how does that change the way people get information how does it change the way people interact with brands and products so today I think people have a lot of apps and tools and they work on purely digital products but I remember with my boss back then at summer research in Mannheim um, we made this crazy setup because suddenly we had this urge to we were getting asked by our clients, "Oh, we're making a website. Oh, cool, you're making a website. Yeah, and we want to understand um, about the interaction of our customers with this. And you, if you can remember what websites looked like in the zero years, yeah, yeah. But yeah. still, it was so. What our customers came to us because they were the, we were the only people who were doing research. It was the sort of the time when the German Online Research Society was was founded. So it started to kind of grow in a different direction, but." We built real apparatus, like we connected computers and screens and uh, audio devices so that we could actually watch people were interacting with these clunky websites in real time and record them and the clients could watch them remotely. Hello, hello, dear people, 2023, we were doing this in 2000. And I remember that my boss was like, oh my God, how can we make it work in in sync, sync it so we can watch in real time? And then uh, he sent me to the university to go to the music room to the production studio where you could like, there was all this material and he told me to get this instrument, some kind of, I don't know what you call it, a modulator, something that makes music when you, you know, synchronizes and modulates different musical instruments and input, output. And we put that in between all the computers and we made this thing. I mean, we were talking about these, like these computers with the, like they take up all your desk, the ones, you know,
0: yeah.
2: um, with a desktop and the monitor. Yes. Um so we were, and and that's something that, Although it makes me feel really old, like to think about it. At the same time, when I hear people talking about, you know, user research, UX is only is only digital, and market research is only physical, and I'm like, wait a minute. And since then, we've always been involved in digital, and I think I really don't know where I would make a diff- distinction. Uh, I don't really have a lot of experience in doing what the UX researchers do, so I am not really the right person to talk about it. But that was just my my take on, you know, and I think we use the same, we have the same questions. We, have, we, we answer the same questions. How, what motivates people? What's their need state? Uh, what are the barriers for people to do something, to not do something? How can we facilitate a- enabling people to do stuff? We use frameworks like jobs to be done. We use the same, you know, methods. And we were in market research, we were using methods that now have been like packed into brand well it's almost a brand into methods like design thinking or lean startup but we were doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying we're not trying to show off here. I'm just saying we were doing that. And I remember when the design thinking hype kind of went off, I was like, oh what's this? This is really interesting. And I went to some workshops to find out. And I was like, yeah, okay. So they're making they're doing they're 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 iterating concepts and they're, you know, they're doing, I don't know what we used to call it, building prototypes, using personas. I said, yeah. Nice. Nice that, that the
1: software people are doing that now, too. Um, Jane went further into it because, like, like, as I said, I, I made the distinction between, for me, digital and physical projects or products. And you went further into like that you tested those hilarious 2,000 websites. Um, so that was also awesome, my awesome thing because I had the feeling, of course, as a market researcher, I always took digital influence into account you know, like, because we all live in a digital world. But I have to admit, in my market research world, I never tested any digital product. So that was kind of where my finger raised. And then Jane said, like, I'm like, wow, okay, that's an experience I never had. As a market researcher, as a UX researcher, yes.
0: (laughs) It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this segment of this episode with Nina Schacht and Jane Shake. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next one.